Woo. All right, let's rock and roll. Good morning, everybody. Today is March 13th. It is Monday. <laughs> oh, long weekend of house projects, daylight savings, a whole bunch of nonsense. Got to double down on the coffee this morning, y'all. Let me get into this right away. <laughs> Good morning. Oh. Good morning. Today is March 13th. This is episode 321 of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Lozier. And over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Emilio Garcia, Travis W., Marcus Seiler, Jeff Wittala, Amadou Bog, K. Scott Powell, the whole Monday crew, Simply Cyber community, the squad, and you are going to be ripping through the top cyber news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. Or if you're looking to break into the industry, we got you covered. Believe that. But before we shred into the news, before we talk about the weekly actionable Intel newsletter, before we talk about the Simply Cyber Community Challenge, before we deliver so much value that it's just like super saturated, we're talking chem, AP chem, high school level super saturation, I want to share with you a little bit of love on the stream sponsors because they make... They certainly support the stream, and I genuinely appreciate it. So let's get right into it with my good friend Eric Taylor over at Barricade Cyber Solutions, Casually Joseph, the whole crew over there. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil, like drinking a pot of wicked bitter acidic coffee on an empty stomach. It's not a good situation, but Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at BarricadeCyber.com. Go to their website. It looks like they've changed their website, so Eric Taylor's calendar is no longer... Oh, there it is. got to scroll down a little bit further below the fold. But get on Eric Taylor's calendar. Set up a meeting. Very easy. Hey, what's up? This is our business. This is what we would do. Eric says, yep or nope. Guy knows his ransomware. Talks to the threat actors. He's got him on his favorites, right? In his, in his iPhone, on his favorites page. Lock bits up in there. Also want to say much love to Panopsi. Panopsi uh, is a South Carolina-based information security company run by my good friend, Brandon Poole. You guys have met him on the channel before. Knows his stuff. And what he wanted me to share with you is how Panopsi can help lead a quantified risk assessment methodology, quantified risk assessment activity for your business. Say you're in charge of InfoSec in your company. Say you're matrixed and you're in charge of IT and InfoSec. And your CEO, CFO is like, all right, guy, what do you want? What do you want to spend budget on this semester or this year? Semester, sorry. Academia. Roar! What do you want to spend budget on? You're like, uh, I don't know, MDR. Uh, I don't know, MDM. And they're like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, why? Why are you asking for this money? Like, what risk is it going to reduce? How does it not overlap with existing controls? You'd be lucky if your CEO, CFO said that. But you could say, oh, you know what? We had Panopsi come in and do a quantified risk assessment. If we spend 8% more on our annual budget, we will reduce risk by 22%. You feel me? So you can get evidence-based information to support your claim. All right, so check out Panopsi, link in the description below. And finally, I told you guys the max I'll ever do is three three um, sponsors. Well, we've got three now. we got a full boat. 
The Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is fully sponsored at this point. I want to introduce you guys to XM Cyber. Let's talk about this for a second, guys. You have misconfigurations, vulnerabilities, mismanaged credentials, and other exposures across hybrid network. But you can't see how they all come together in the eyes of an attacker to compromise your data. Hey, Kimberly, love it, love it, love it. Fabio passing the sec plus, my man. Yes, Fabio. Now you can pinpoint and prioritize the issues like mismanaged credentials and misconfigured stuff uh, that actually put your organization at risk and cut off attack paths and key junctures for laser focused remediation to proactively reduce your attack service. Okay, it's basically having um, visibility in where to go, right? Everybody can see the problems. Where do you address which ones first and which has the highest risk reduction value? That's what a tool like XM Cyber can ha help you with. Visit XMCyber.com. Click the link in the description below if you want to catch a demo to their exposure management platform. Thank you for coming on board, XM Cyber. Guys, we got three sponsors, so I'm going to get right into the news. I want you to sit back, relax. I'll see you guys at the mid-roll. Uh, we might be running riding dirty today because on the blog post, there isn't a, uh, a, a sponsor post. So I don't know what we're doing, but we're going to figure it out together. Guys, it's great to see all of you. Hey, Terrence Billingsley, Will Reedson, smash that button. Fabio crushing it on the on the um, certs. And if you had an interview last week, I hope it went well. <clears throat> and I wish you all the very best. Now sit back, relax, and let's let the top cyber news of the day wash over you in an awesome wave. Remember to join us for our week in review show. And that was last week's podcast. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Another sip of coffee. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Monday, March 13th, 2023. FBI and international authorities catch a netwire rat. On Tuesday, Croatian police arrested the suspected administrator of the site, which sold the netwire remote access Trojan. On the same day, federal authorities in L.A. seized the Internet domain and Swiss law enforcement seized the malware's hosting server. Netwire was first discovered in 2012, and cybercriminals commonly deliver the rat through files attached to phishing emails. Netwire is capable of stealing passwords, key logging, and remotely controlling infected devices. The FBI began investigating the operation back in 2020, creating accounts on its website, buying a subscription, and creating a custom Netwire instance using the Builder tool. Awesome. Okay, so first of all, Slade passing the A+. My man! Or my lady, uh, depending. I'm not sure. Slade. Uh, sli oh, I'm sorry. Slide? Slade? It's Slade. Yeah, Slade. Crush it, crush it, crush it. Dude, love seeing the Simply Cyber community um, support each other and the members just absolutely dominating. This is the momentum I'm talking about, guys. Now, speaking of keeping the show fresh, somebody dropped this in uh, LinkedIn comments, I think. We got a new sounder. Right? We know this one. But for certain situations like FBI, International, Europol takedowns. Yes. All right. So regulators mount up. Uh, I'm not familiar with the Netwire rat, but it says that it was first discovered in 2012. And it's a fully featured remote access Trojan offering key logging, screen capping, um, you know, a fully featured platform. So you definitely take, um, the, you know, you're not going to hear about like, oh, I got compromised by Netwire. What you're going to see is uh, attack uh, attackers, threat actors, etc., leveraging Netwire as just a tool in their toolbox. So if you think about it, right, like 
Um, I'm a threat actor. I don't operate in a silo. I'm going to leverage existing things just like for businesses, right? We don't, we don't spin up our own email server. We can, but what we do is we'll go to O365 and use O365 Exchange Online for our stuff. Threat actors do it very similar, right? Like they're not going to set up their, or write their own remote access Trojan when Netwire is out there in the dark web eco criminal ecosystem. And for, I don't know what it costs, but like let's say it's like twenty five dollars a month. Like a lot of these threat actors have jumped onto the <laughs> SaaS bandwagon and they offer subscription services, which is uh, pretty common for software nowadays. So they probably charge twenty five, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, whatever a month uh, for access to this remote access Trojan. And now you can level up your criminal game essentially. With Netwire be taken out, this does impact the criminal ecosystem. If the FBI was willing to spend time, energy, and resources in a coordinated effort with international law enforcement, you better believe that they identified Netwire as a key, you know, critical business application in the <clears throat> workflows of threat actors. So this is, <clears throat> excuse me, this is very good um, for us. You can see they had undercover agents on the dark website. Again, this is not new, guys. Undercover agents are swarming um, dark web, right? Uh, threat intel analysts, sock puppet accounts. If you've ever heard of sock puppet accounts, like that's part of what's going on here. Um, so, you know, if you're going to be a threat actor, I hope that this shakes you to your core. I hope that you're like, oh my God, I've, first of all, I've always relied on Netwire remote access Trojan to help me perpetrate my crimes. Now I'm gonna have to figure out an alternative. Second of all, holy crap, Netwire access Trojan developer got arrested. I could be next because I've been doing business with them, right? If you've listened to the Darknet Diaries episode, Golem Fun, where uh, Golem Fun basically kind of started and ran Shadow Crew, which was like the OG, um, it wasn't even dark web, it was on the internet, but before, they knew about the dark web. They were running like a kind of criminal website um, and Golem Fun got arrested and then started turning on all the people. So the, the law enforcement's all up in there. So to me, I love it, love it, love it simply because I hope it, it moves the needle on having threat actors question whether or not to do it. Now, you're not going to get all of them, obviously, but the people who are like dipping their toes in criminal um, activities, maybe think twice. CISA warns of actively exploited Plexbug after LastPass breach. CISA has added a nearly three-year-old high-severity remote code execution vulnerability in the Plex Media Server to its catalog of exploited security flaws. Tracked as CVE-2020-5741, the flaw could allow threat actors with admin privileges to abuse the camera upload feature and remotely execute arbitrary Python code in low-complexity attacks. While CISA didn't confirm specific attacks, the issue is likely linked to the incident involving a LastPass senior DevOps engineer whose computer was hacked last year to install a keylogger and gain access to customer vault backups. Okay. What? So this, this was a really, uh, I mean, unfortunately made famous uh, bug because it did lead to the LastPass uh, breach. LastPass famously one of like four developers at LastPass that had access to like the crown of crown jewels um, got popped by a threat actor who then logged in using those creds and download and got into all LastPass businesses. Um, so we'll actually see how that affects LastPass. But for me and you and Lego second chat, we got to be mindful of this. This is a three-year-old bug, so it's not brand new. It's being, it's rising to the, um, 
purview of mainstream media and CISA because it is being reported as exploited probably beyond just the LastPass hack at this point. What you need to know, first of all, Plex Media uh, Server and Plex Media Client are two different things. So you can have the client on your iPhone. You can have it on your Xbox or whatever. You're not vulnerable. Um, as far as I know, the client and the server are two different things. They typically are. If you are running the server, um, you know you are. Okay, like Plex Media Server isn't set up for, with all due respect, I love my Aunt Donna, but my Aunt Donna is not spinning up a Plex Media server, okay? So if you own, if you run one of these servers, you know full well that you run one of these servers. Um, you definitely want to patch it. Now, the threat is lower because you need admin access to the media server to abuse the upload feature. Now, uh, two things. One, and correct me if I'm wrong, chat, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe from like an OWASP perspective, this is called a remote file inclusion attack, okay? Remote file inclusion meaning you could upload a web shell uh, effectively. So instead of uploading a camera picture, you upload a web shell, <laughs> like, and then you access your web shell and then you've got, you, like you pop the box instantly, okay? Um, now, you need admin access to it. It is Plex by default or by design is remotely accessible or it can be if you configure it that way very easily. Uh, so be mindful of that. Two things, two final things that I will tell you here, okay? One, there's probably people scanning the internet using Shodan looking for Plex Media servers right now. If I had to guess, Plex Media Server has a very easy to identify fingerprint uh, to discover and people are searching for them. So you're going to, you probably won't hear more about it because, you know, if like, you know, Jerry's Plex Media Server gets popped, there's not going to be a news story about it. But look for people um, to get hit and then potentially be used as a lateral movement point just the way LastPass did where they did a key logger, and then they were able to sniff creds and then hop across um, the VPN into the corporate network. Second of all, Plex Media Servers could be stood up as unmanaged infrastructure. You may have heard this referred to as shadow IT, but unmanaged infrastructure. I know for a fact in larger enterprises, I was at a large enterprise where there was a media server. It wasn't Plex, but there was another one. And there was like a, I don't know, like a subculture of uh, employees in the IT department that ran and managed this media server. So like if they were working an overnight or a weekend patch maintenance thing, they'd have access to like the newest episodes of Last of Us or Game of Thrones or whatever. So they saw it as a quality of life thing, but <laughs> it's, it's attack surface, my man. So uh, be mindful of that. You might think that your environment is clean. Uh, you could be running a Plex Media server in your environment. So um, this could be a good opportunity to educate your end users so it's not used as a lateral movement into your internal network or shadow IT on your environment. Or heck, if you want to just play, go to Shodan, find out what the Plex Media server fingerprint is and see if you can find any. And then post about it on LinkedIn and then drop the mic like a boss. Bud to pay $3 million for misleading ransomware disclosure. Back in 2020, cloud software provider BlackBaud suffered a ransomware attack which affected 13,000 customers from charities, foundations, nonprofits, and universities in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., and the Netherlands.
According to the SEC, BlackBot initially stated that attackers had not gained access to donor bank account details or social security numbers. However, shortly thereafter, company staff learned that the threat actors had indeed accessed and stolen the sensitive information but failed to report it to management. This led to the company filing an SEC report the following month, which omitted vital information about the breach and also downplayed associated risks, passing them off as hypothetical. BlackBot agreed to pay a $3 million civil penalty to settle the misreporting charges brought by the SEC. All right. So this one hits close to home. If you Google where BlackBot is, <clears throat> I could probably throw a rock and hit it. Um, so BlackBot, one of the bigger players, they got hit with a ransomware attack in 2020. I actually had forgotten about this, honestly. Uh, they mishandled this pretty staggeringly. They are a publicly traded company. Um, two things I want to share. One, they have to pay a fine. Ooh, a fine. They Like, dude, they probably, like, I hate being so cynical. And let me get a little tinfoil hat action really quickly. Hold on. Let me get my, oh, I can't really get it. Tinfoil hat, Jerry. Like, dude, it annoys me. This annoys me, okay? I'm not saying, like, oh, they lied about a ransomware attack. Let's let's uh, bankrupt the company and, and like screw all the families who work there. But like, dude, $3 million, $3 million. Like how much, like how much did they, um... hold on, what does Blackbaud mean? You know, I love the receipts, guys. Blackbaud, uh, let's see, 2022 annual revenue. Let's see. billion dollars okay 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 so you get hit you get hit and then you have like your all hands meeting right the ceo cfo head of infosex there and they're like what's happening it's like we're totally hosed right now we're completely ransomware and they're like okay but what does that mean that means we're gonna have to tell everybody all of our customers that we're wicked screwed what if we don't it'll probably be like three million dollars Cool. Let me go get the petty cash and uh, we'll write that check really quick. Get back to work. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. I don't care. Get back to work. Done. Okay. Oh, by the way, that's only if we get caught. Like, this is not like, this is not persuasive as a deterrent for future companies to, to not disclose or, or to mislead disclosure of a ransomware attack. I hate, like, this annoys me. And, like, to me and you, $3 million, it's like, dude, if I got hit with a $3 million fine, I, 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 you know, I'd be, I'd empty this coffee cup and be on the corner hoping people would throw change into it. But for a company that makes a billion dollars, dude, like, they probably wrote it off. Okay, so this isn't good. Um, this is a good learning opportunity. <clears throat> this is a good learning opportunity for organizations to think through and work through a tabletop exercise of a ransomware incident, being able to actually understand your public uh, reporting requirements as a publicly traded company. Uh, people have their money in there, so it's no longer your company. It's 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 you're you're a steward of the company, right? Um, uh, the report misleadingly stated the risk of such sensitive donor information obtained by a Attackers was merely hypothetical when in reality it was compromised. They had 20 class action lawsuits against them. Not a good day for BlackBot. I bet you if you went on LinkedIn and looked at the CISO or BlackBot CISO history, uh, someone probably got hired and or fired (laughs) right around that time. Um, So anyways, 
It just annoys me because here's another thing. Final thing, and then I'll get off this soapbox. Dude, I just said you should have a tabletop exercise, which is absolutely true. This is a great opportunity to make sure that the way you assess and report and handle a ransomware incident is comprehensive of appropriate behavior and appropriate workflows. However, when you bring this to your executives and you say, hey, guys, I want to do this tabletop exercise like BlackBot just got fined three million dollars. Like, I I don't know if the CFO is going to be like, like perk up or if the CFO is going to be like, wait a minute, it only costs $3 million in fines? Yep. Like, we don't need to do a tabletop exercise. I think I think you just did it, Jerry. Thanks for bringing this information to light. So, I don't know. Uh, Cronus clarifies, hack impact following D. Oh, WB Dad Home says they lost $45 million in 2022. All right, good, 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 good. Not, not good, but like interesting, okay? So, I'll have to um, double check that, but... Anyways, very interesting. Three cents to $100. Thanks, James McQuiggan. The leak. Last Thursday, a hacker announced on a popular cybercrime forum that they were leaking 12 gigabytes of data stolen from Swiss data protection firm Acronis. The hacker said that data included certificate files, information logs, system configurations, scripts, and file system archives. They added that they hacked Acronis because they were bored and wanted to humiliate them. Acronis initially confirmed the attack, but said that no customer data had been compromised. The company has now clarified that the leaked data appears to have come from a single customer's account and that they are working with the customer to resolve the issue. All right. Uh, All right, so leaking data of a company called Acronis, but it was really just one customer. Um, Makes me wonder if they got hacked. um, Hacked. Or if they got that one customer's password through like a data dump or something like that. Um, right. I mean, sometimes, I mean, dude, this, you don't really see this that often, but you know, idle hands are the devil's work. This is kind of like mid nineties type activity. Um, so, okay. Like this still happens, right? Sounds like this may have been like a 25 year old or younger kind of individual. Not saying a kid, I'm saying 25 years old or younger is if I had to guess and just kind of dabbling probably doesn't have, maybe doesn't have a big reputation in the, in the, um, dark web underground and trying to, uh, establish one. Although they have 190 posts according to this, uh, screenshot. So maybe, maybe they do have some cred and they really were just bored. Anyways, interesting. Pig butchering and investment fraud, now a $3 billion cybercrime. Pig butchering is an investment scam that ensnares victims by providing them small returns on cryptocurrency deals and personal interactions, often with a romance element, to convince them to invest wildly. Pig butchering started in Asia but expanded operations into the U.S. during the pandemic. The category of investment fraud, which includes pig butchering, cost victims about $3 billion in 2022. This makes investment fraud the top cybercrime loss leader, overtaking business email compromise and even ransomware. Okay, I cannot wrap my head around pig butchering as a success. Now, really quick, I say this every single time. Yeah, definitely, Kimberly. Great cash, homie. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Acronis got you know, quote unquote, hacked one customer account uh, impacted. Go to uh, t- do exclamation point news, I think, and you'll get the link. Um, 
<clears throat> so uh, Leslie Carher pointed this out. I always give her credit. There's a Wired article on pig butchering that's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I always show it whenever pig butchering comes on. Pig butchering. <clears throat> I'll drop a link in chat. This is like such a great comprehensive article. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. So pig butchering. Basically, the <clears throat> the ruse. <clears throat> God damn it. The ruse is. Um, it's, 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 it's like micro level, uh, Ponzi scheme. Okay. It's like, it's transactional Ponzi scheming. Okay. So the thing is <clears throat> you get an initial, um, I don't have any water, Josh Mason. I wish I did. I wish I did. I have coffee. I'll drink more coffee. Okay. So here's the deal. You get a text message from someone. I literally got one yesterday. I'll share it with you on stream. Snap on that, right? Hey, Linda, it's Aaron or whatever. I'm going to be in LA. Let's enjoy the, the delicious cuisine of a Chinese restaurant I discovered, right? Now, this is a complete pig butchering. This is the initial attack of a pig butchering scheme, okay? So what do they do? I reply to this and say, hey, I'm not Melissa. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, who are you? Hi, let me send a pic, right? Or whatever. And, and basically, they tell you about a great investment opportunity. And if you give them a little bit of money, they like say you give them a hundred bucks, they'll give you a thousand back <clears throat> to legitimize to legitimize what they're doing. Like this is not a scam. This is real. Like you're gonna get ten x on your investment. And then the scam really takes shape because now you've got a relationship with Aaron or whoever this person is, and you're getting money back so then you give them a lot of money and then they steal your money and that's the pig butchering because you're getting you're getting piggy you're getting uh greedy and then they butcher you <clears throat> that's what that is yeah i know i know william welch it, it really sucks because there's a lot of vulnerable people out there a lot of lonely people um you know i'm not going to get into all of it but COVID had some impacts on stuff uh there's a lot of elderly people who are um not savvy to just responding to uh, random text messages is a bad idea, but guys, this right here, this right here is staggering. $3 billion cybercrime overtook business email compromise. Ransomware is number one. Business email compromise has been number two for years. Secret number two, quiet number two, but number two, the fact that pig butchering has taken over is staggering. And I agree with William Welch. It might be that um, it might be that people are getting so screwed from like the crypto winner, and people are looking for uh, you know get rich quick, or people flip themselves when they like you know sold their or like like dissolved their retirement fund or or took a home equity loan out and invested in like ship Shiba Inu coin or ship coin ship token whatever it was, bought into an NFT project, mortgaged the farm for a bored ape. And then got rug pulled. Dude, the crypto space, even though FinFrock. I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it, love it, love it. So many people got screwed. And that might be another reason why. You got desperate people looking to, um, you know, take a flyer on a lottery ticket and hope, hope that they're able to recover. Pig butchering, it's nasty. Keep your, keep your, um, keep your end users well aware of this. Okay, plus it's got a really great name. 
I know pig butchering sounds gross, but like from a stickiness, from an educating your end user's perspective, from putting a mental picture in their mind, pig butchering's got it all. Everyone knows what a pig is. Butchering, people know what that is. Butchering a pig sounds disgusting. Nobody wants to be, you know, butchered. Nobody wants to get robbed. Nobody, like th this thing's got it all. It doesn't even need a logo. That's how good this one is. So educate your end users. And now it's time for Last Week in Ransomware. Dude, there is no ad Last this week's week. biggest ransomware hmm. news was the coordinated international law enforcement operation that led to the arrest of two members of the Doppelpamer gang and seizing electronics from multiple locations. Doppelpamer is believed to be leveraged by the Evil Corp operation, also known for managing and distributing the Drydex malware botnet. Additionally, new research uncovered two new encryptors, Royal Ransomware, which targets ESXi servers, and Icefire, which targets Linux. Several other ransomware attacks revealed last week include those on Hospital Clinique de Barcelona, Washington State Bus System, Technion, Fanasa, and Minneapolis Public School District. Additionally, Play Ransomware Gang began leaking stolen data from the City of Oakland incident, which occurred last month. Finally, Recorded Future reported that ransomware attacks targeting healthcare orgs dropped to only six in February, the lowest count since January of 2020. Other sectors didn't fare as well last month, with overall ransomware extortion victims rising to 204, up from 163 in January. Wow. Okay. So a lot to unpack there. Um, first of all, like they have this picture of this guy getting arrested, which is so true. I, I got an excuse to use it. Yes, new sounder. I love it when we get to add a sounder to the board. Um, okay, so this week in Ransomware, they always do a weekly roundup. Uh, so this is a great uh, Lawrence Abrams over at Bleeping Computer. They always do this. So it's nice to have thumbnailed or um, thumbnailed, bookmarked um, for whatever you um, you want. Now, we're, although we had a, a little win, like I've said on the channel recently in the last two, three weeks, like we are winning some key battles, we being the good guys. Um, and good ladies, the good team. We're, we're winning a couple key battles in ransomware, but we have not, we're not anywhere close to winning the war. Okay, guys? Uh, a couple great opportunities to leverage uh, unfortunate uh, incidents. One, Medusa Ransomware Group taking out the Minneapolis school system. They posted a video on like Vimeo or something like that. And it's like, it's kind of produced, right? Like it's got music and it's basically just, um, different screenshots and videos of them going through the compromised data. Now, if you have like a clearance, you probably don't want to go look at it because you get into like murky waters. Not that it's classified information, but just, but if you're just a private citizen, it's out there. And while it is gross to see compromised information, um, it is to me visually impactful to show your you know management leadership etc whatever the compromised data and be like look this is this is minneapolis's school systems this is their internal hr files this is their salaries this is this is sensitive information this is all out there okay make sure you verify that it's not going to cause you any heartburn or problems um if you view that video there's nothing illegal in it but it's just you know whatever but i saw the video Eric Taylor sent it to me. I watched a few minutes of it. It's like 55 minutes long of looking at compromised data. By the way, not all the data is sensitive, right? There's like meeting minutes from like public meetings. There's like like there's like a schematics for like what the parking lot looks like. So it's not all juice, right? It's not like a, a rich ribeye steak, just like 
slathered in butter and rosemary. No, it's like there's there's some Slim Jims in there too. Okay, so don't <laughs> don't worry about uh, all of it. But it does have that impact um, for people to see the connection of like, oh, this is what a compromise looks like. I get it now. I connect the dots. Uh, the other things, no surprise. I think it was Play Ransomware Group had had given Oakland, uh, the Oakland um, city of Oakland, um, a, a couple days to like basically pay their ransom, and they said no. Um, yeah, right here, city of Oakland, and uh, now they're starting to leak the information. Okay, so no big deal. Um, there's one in here about ESXi chassis getting ransomware, so don't think that. Don't think just because your ESXi chassis is not a Windows machine, you're safe. It's not. Uh, but one final, you know, just... I'm going to take one more victory lap there for, for the law enforcement. Good job, law enforcement. Cerebral informs 3 million individuals of data exposure. Emotional health care provider Cerebral is informing over oh, 3.1 nice. million individuals that their protected health information might have been inadvertently exposed via third-party tracking technologies on its platforms. Cerebral has been using tracking technologies such as those provided by Facebook, Google, and TikTok since 2019, but disabled, reconfigured, or removed them after learning that some of the data shared with third parties also included PHI. The company has also ceased sharing data with subcontractors in cases that did not meet HIPAA requirements. The company said that individuals who created a Cerebral account potentially had their name, phone number, email, IP addresses, birth date, and client ID number exposed. Okay, couple things here. Okay, I, I uh, okay, couple things here. One, this is not as egregious. This is not egregious as Better Health or Better Help or whatever. Better, not better. Better Help selling mental health information to the highest bidder. And I had like a short on that last week or two weeks ago where I lost my mind for good reason too, by the way, I'd like to point out that I was not being hyperbolic. It was disgusting uh, what was discovered. Now, cerebral, um, inadvertent data leak. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Thanks to Waits for the sub. Listen to this. Let's talk about this. 3.1 million individuals had their PHI inadvertently exposed via third-party tracking. Couple things here, and I'm not gonna lose my mind, okay? Because there is some fairness here. One, 3.1 million people, uh, that's a pretty big exposure. Two, the third-party tracking technologies, this kind of sucks because if they inadvertently expose, that means somebody at Cerebral didn't realize it. Some IT person set it up and didn't realize it. However, somebody somewhere definitely knew what it was doing because somebody was consuming that data, right? So somewhere someone was like, oh, we're getting all this information like yolo let's go let's go with it now i do want to point out and i i i really have to think whether or not i like this or not this whole updated statement you don't have to read it but the statement from cerebral is that in december hhs updated their their guidance on what constituted sensitive information at that point they, it says they immediately took action to change their data transmission practices, okay? So what they're saying is, to me, the way I read that is, it wasn't inadvertent data exposure. 
it was they were selling it or they were l allowing it to go out the door because it wasn't qualified as PHI. And then when HHS updated the regulate uh, the guidance on what constituted PHI, then they updated it. Okay, so half of me doesn't want to get mad at them because they were following the law. And if something's not deemed PHI and it's your data, then I guess you can sell it. And then when you know when they changed it, they did when they updated the language, they did change it. So you know I'm not sure exactly if they made the changes but didn't follow through on implementation and that's how they got these 3.1 million individuals. So I guess the TLDR here is on the surface, you might lump this into where better help is, but this one is slightly better than better helps problem, but not great. If you were part of those 3.1 million individuals um, who shared mental health information, be mindful. Unfortunately, you can't really, there's no, there's no way to protect yourself from this exposure, right? Think about it. You use Cerebral to seek some mental health guidance, and now you've been involved in this data breach, right? There's nothing you can do. There's no, there's no credit monitoring. There's no, there's nothing, right? Because advertisers and data brokers have this data, and it's going to be very, very subtle and implicit how they're targeting you and weaponizing that data. You like obviously you can use pop-up blockers and crap like that, but like the emails you're getting, the 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 advertisements you're getting, the the everything you're getting, the text messages you're getting, all that crap, you can't like you can't say yes to this and no to that based like you're the the horse is out of the barn, okay? Unfortunately. Now, I will say that maybe Cerebral will be on the HHS uh, OCR wall of shame, which is a data breach reporting site that's pretty good. Anything over 500 records, you need to... Um, yep, there you go. Right here. Cerebral, 3 million individuals affected. Network server, okay? This is a pretty good website. You can see... Like Centara Healthcare is probably upset because look at Clarity Child Guidance Center, 500 records. So they, I'm sure they would have loved to have just come under. They were probably trying their butt off to find 32 records that didn't get leaked. Um, any other gems in here? Sharp Healthcare, 62,000. Woo! Reventix, 250,000. Centra State, 600, half a million, right? This happens all the time, guys. It just doesn't get covered in the news. 190, 175,000, half a million at Cardiovascular Associates of Alabama. Three million at Regal Medical Group, Lakeside. That I didn't hear about this one in the news. Did you? Base case, California crew. Three million people. Dropped a link in chat. Anyways, we'll see. Keep rolling. Gizmodo found 28,000 apps sending user data to TikTok. A new report from Gizmodo has revealed that while TikTok does pose legitimate privacy issues, the proposed ban on the company won't fix the actual problem. Gizmodo calls out the existence of a vast, largely unregulated personal data broker market that is hugely profitable and also easily exploitable by Chinese intelligence agencies. Gizmodo found that over 28,000 different apps make use of TikTok software development kits. All of these apps send TikTok various data to handle things like ads, logging into services, and sharing videos from the app.
and that does it. All right, so check it out. Um, this does not surprise me, and it's quite brilliant. So Gizmodo found 28,000 apps. 28,000 apps are sending data to TikTok. Hey, if you were TikTok, right, and your entire existence was to consume data, right, and you saw these looming threats of five ice countries banning your app and governments and then banning your apps potentially to the citizens of your country, of the country, how would you mitigate that damage, right? Like, think about it. This is risk management 101, guys. Anyone who's a GRC person definitely can, like, vibe on this one. Holy crap, they're going to ban our app. What do we do? Well, let's integrate with other apps. That way, it would be impossible to um, remove us. Guys, think about this. This is like a um, this is like a root system of, like, a really tenderly oak tree getting all wrapped up in different things right yeah you can you can you can prune the top of the tree or whatever but you're not going to get the roots you're not going to get you're not going to oust it okay so you know based on this and thank you gizmodo for this research it almost seems like um symbolic gesture banning tiktok because you're you're not it sounds like you're actually putting a lot more because uh, there's going to be so many young people that are that are like outraged if when if and when TikTok gets banned um, around how this thing is going to happen. But very very interesting. I'll kind it'll be interesting to see if the U.S. government goes one step further and bans TikTok and then holds any company that has data relationships with TikTok in some way as somehow involved with TikTok's operations and then puts um pressure on them as well. That'll be that'll be very interesting. Now guys, it is time for the mid-roll. They very unusually they did not do a mid-roll on the stream today. So we're gonna just go um we're just gonna go hard really quickly um with our own mid-roll. So sit back and let's do the mid-roll. Hey, 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 hey. All right, guys. It is the mid-roll. I want to take a hot minute. If you're getting educational value, entertainment value, take a second, hit that like button. It does go a long way. 183 of you today, so I think getting over 100 likes would be easy. It helps other cybersecurity people who are searching for content on YouTube discover this live stream and discover our community and, you know, just basically become part of it. I want to thank all of you, including the sponsors, Barricade, Panopsi, XM Cyber. Links in the description below. Go check them out. Uh, it will go a long way, especially XM Cyber. Click on that link down there um, since they're brand new, uh, just to show them a little bit of love. If you got the newsletter this morning, then you know that I'm delivering hot takes on uh, three pieces of actionable intel. If you got the email this morning, give me a thumbs up in chat. Let me know if you liked it. Uh, I got a special surprise for you guys. I'm going to start sending out a, another email weekly that's going to be dripping with value. For those of you who have told me that you love the Monday email, guess what? Buckle up, Buttercup, because we're about to start delivering hot takes twice a week. The, the other uh, email is going to be valuable and completely different than this one, okay? I'm super pumped about it. Is this James McQuiggan? Who is this? James McQuiggan with the gifted subs. Thank you. Thank you so much, James McQuiggan. Stacy Loki picking up one of those gifted subs. Dylan picking up one of those gifted subs. Grab those emotes, guys. I'm going to do an Oprah. You get a gifted sub. You get a gifted sub. Thank you so much. 
Caleb, love your content. Don't know how to transfer my membership to this account, but just wanted to show the love. Thanks, Caleb. Thank you so much, Caleb. Also, I want to remind you, we've been doing the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. This has been wildly successful. Here's the deal. We're going to, uh, William Welch got tagged on Friday. So William Welch, I need you to tag someone. Whoever William Welch tags, William, uh, whoever tags him, go on LinkedIn, post about the Simply Cyber uh, Community Challenge using the hashtag Connect with everybody that uh, is in the comments and build your network. This is an opportunity for people. Will Reed, Will Reed. Will Reed has got the baton. So Will Reed, please go on LinkedIn, post about uh, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Use the hashtag. People comment on Will's post. Share your story, Will. Let us get to know you a little bit. And we will build our networks. Also, because I love Team Replay, Team Replay is getting some love. It looks like Lane. Lane is on the Team Replay post. It sounds like he's already scheduled his post to drop at 5.45 Pacific time. So kicking off his birthday. Little happy birthday to Lane early. Jed Ray didn't get the email. Jed, e either check your, um, check your spam filters, but it definitely went out at 6 a.m. this morning. I guarantee you. Jed, if you don't get it, DM me and we could figure it out. You have to go to this website to sign up, simplycyber.io slash newsletter. It might come into your spam filters. Check it out. Jojo, my pleasure. Yes, Eric Silverman. Love it. All right, guys. Also, it is Monday, which is Callan's Art of the Week. Callan's always coming creative, always doing different things. This one's no, no difference. Callan made this for his brother. <laughs> and this is going to be interesting. All right. Callan... Callan took a medical glove, filled it with rice, drew a picture and gave this to his brother and said like, doo, 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 doo. like he made this as a basically an at-home action figure for his brother. <laughs> so thank you, Callan, for your interpretive artwork. Always come and correct. It's not always a coloring book. Sometimes it's three-dimensional um, activities in art. So love it, love it, love it. He did a great job with that. All right, guys. Let's do this really quickly. Let me pause that. Uh, let me do this. We've got the wrong uh, artwork here. Let me let me fix that. Apologies to XM Cyber. Uh, here it is. Doink. Yeah, we're doing this as we get used to the new the new formats. All right, here we go. All right, guys. So you know the rule. There was no the mid roll was at the end roll today, but that's okay. If you were here just for the news, thank you so much for being here. Genuinely appreciate your time. I hope you got value. Hit the like on your way out. Be back tomorrow. Guys, programming note. I'm on spring break, so it's 8 a.m. Eastern time every day this week. 8 a.m. Eastern time every day this week. I will schedule the posts later. Um, Jim Wales. Callan is the younger brother. Callan is the younger brother. C-A-L-L-A-N. Callan is the younger brother. But he does love his big brother. Um, join us at 8 a.m. Eastern Time every day this week. It's going to be good. All right, so if you were here just for the news, have a great day. We'll see you later. If you want to do some jaw jacking, I've got a few minutes. I've got a very special 10.30 coffee appointment, which I'm super stoked about uh, with, with an individual. I, I, I won't dox him, but...
I'm very excited about. Thanks, Sage Knows IT. Have a good one. Wayne's World, excellent. See you all Tuesday. Thanks, Josh Mason, for mod support. Oh, guys, hey, if you didn't know, uh, and Kimberly's here, Josh is here, Aaron's here, Joel's here. Uh, we talked on Friday about the Simply CyberCon. So mark your calendars. There's going to be promotional material coming out. But Wednesday, November 8th, Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, November 8th, will be the first ever Simply Cyber Con. A con of cons for conference goers who love InfoSec, inclusion, and good times. So check it out. Lane has definitely got to tag somebody in Simply Cyber Community Challenge tag, uh, uh, also. Yes, yes, yes. Love it, love it, love it. Hopefully you guys can join. I'm super pumped. We've got, I'm doing it as a community-driven experiment. So uh, I'm taking feedback from the community. At certain times, I'll be running live streams with uh, uh, community updates, announcement. It'll be very transparent. Oh, thank you, Alana. Yes. Guys, this, I need, I thank you so much, Alana. So this Wednesday, stay tuned because we are doing a very special Wednesday episode. On Wednesday, Alana um, Boyajin and I are collaborating on a giveaway. We will be giving away a major two-part prize. You'll get, um, we're giving away a GRC Analyst Masterclass um, voucher. So you'll be able to take that class for absolutely free. And, um, Alana's got access to, uh, I forget Stuart's last name. I'm sorry, Alana, put it in chat, but he has a policy writing course. So it's kind of like a GRC package that you're going to be able to get access to if you win. Plus, uh, we'll be doing Worldwide Wednesday. Plus, I've got a video dropping on Wednesday at 10 a.m. right after the stream ends. So we're going to come in hot, Worldwide Wednesday, top cyber news of the day. Um, I need to reschedule this uh, to actually 9 a.m. Why did I schedule this for 10 a.m.? So anyways, we're going to do the Worldwide Wednesday top news giveaway and then a new produced video drop that I think is awesome. This video is called, What Does a Cybersecurity Analyst Do in Landing Your First Job? It really covers a lot. I've been, I've been like leaning into a lot of this like, like day zero type content because there's a lot of people out there who are still a little bit confused uh, Stuart Wedge, thank you. It's Guys, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Wednesday is going to be sick. Mark your calendars. You're not going to want to miss it, all right? All right. Congratulations to all the wins. Um, I hope... I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, some, some updates. Interesting. Yeah. Eric Taylor, I would definitely follow up with them. Yes. All right. What else? Yeah, it's spring break. Spring break all week this week at the Citadel. I like it. Students like it. Everybody likes it. How was everybody's weekend? We did some major homes, major home projects here at, at my house. My wife's very, very um, creative and, and excellent <laughs> at. Yeah, she's excellent at all the things she does. I. I'm very fortunate. Um, let's see. Have a great day, everyone. See you for Haiku Monday. Yep. Oh, thank you, Caleb. Again, guys, I have so much 
content going on that I like I forget these things. Thank you, Caleb. Guys, join us later today at 4 p.m. It is Haiku Mondays. So I will be playing World of Haiku later today at 4 p.m. It's always a chill stream. Um, we, we listen to music. We hang out. We play um, basically a cybersecurity video game. It's awesome. Nice case, Scott Powell. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys saw. I um, I um, I I had an Atini eighty five, and I did like a little um, I did a little uh, Rick roll action. I don't even know if it'll work on stream. I'm gonna plug it in right now and see if it pops. Ready? Here we go. I just plugged it in. Let's see if it happens. Do 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 up. Oh! I just got Rickrolled. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was a fun project this weekend. If you guys are looking for like a little silly fun, um, this little uh, Atini85 walk up and Rickroll someone is definitely a fun way to do it. Will you be doing a NIST special pub walkthrough like you did with RMF? And will you be doing a compliance and risk management walkthrough and build a control matrix? I'm not sure, JoJo. Uh, maybe. I mean... It would have to fold into something I'm working on. Um, I mean, the complicit. Um, I so if you do the GRC masterclass, there's a full 837 walkthrough in there that I added. Yes, it is a con for everyone, Emilio. I, I'm really leaning into the inclusion. Um, it's important to me. Okay, a couple more minutes of hanging. Nice, Peter Lee. Job hunting in Haiku. Sounds like a a good mix. I like it. Make sure you're doing your network, Peter. I mean, obviously you're here, so you're doing that, which I like. How much to play? Brandon Pollard, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, World of Haiku? If you're talking about World of Haiku, um, just coming to the stream and hanging out with me costs nothing. Thanks, Jed Ray. Oh, 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 again, another thing I forgot to ask about and mention. If you have, um, if you got the newsletter today, actually, please stay, hang on one second, please. I have a, I have a request for the, for the community. If you guys could help me. I put it in um, the newsletter, but. Do, 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 do. Here. How do I, how do I do this? Um, if you have taken the newsletter, if you have taken, I mean, excuse me. If you have taken the GRC analyst masterclass, if you have taken the GRC masterclass and you would like to take five seconds, please, I created a Google form. Here's the deal. I just dropped it in chat. A lot of people have said a lot of nice things to me about, um, the GRC Analyst Masterclass, like a lot of nice things, okay? But they tell me on like LinkedIn and comments and DMs and text messages from time to time, email. I have like five different email accounts. I, I've tried to cure, curate it, but I, but I can't. It's too hard. So I created a Google form and I'm hoping that if you really got value from the GRC Analyst Masterclass, you would take, you know, 30 seconds of your time. It's very simple. Like, what's your feedback? Can I can I use can I use this feedback publicly? And um, would you like your name attributed, or would you like to be anonymous? That's it. 
So please, please take a second and fill that out. It would really mean a lot to me. Genuinely appreciate it. Morning, Harish. Good to see you. Thanks, Legosec. All right. That's going to do it for today's stream. Special thanks to all of you for being awesome. Thanks to our new sponsor, XM Cyber. Welcome to the fold. Panopsi and Barricade Cyber Solutions. Um, these will be our sponsors uh, at least through April. Um, so I'm super pumped and genuinely appreciative that through their sponsorship, I'm able to do a bit more um, fun stuff for the community. Thank you, Alicia Jerry. Thank you, Alana. David Beard, appreciate it. Thanks, Wayne's World. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, Ken Forte, Team Hybrid. All right, people dropping, which is great. I'm going to go do a little bit of work and then go to my 1030 appointment. Be good, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you today at 4 p.m. for World of Haiku. And if you can't make it to that, I will see you at 8 a.m. tomorrow for the the, the uh, Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. Be good, everyone. Yeah. <laughs>